This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to the Icon Podcast. We have taken a couple days off. Uh, we're usually cranking out six to eight episodes Monday through Friday. So thank you to all my listeners for your patience. Long story short, um, I caught on fire. So if I look a little different, hair's a little shorter. Um, I was in a little bit of a natural gas explosion, but all is good. I can see, hear, breathe. And um, most importantly, I have a feeling where my forehead was hit with a blast. So um, sorry to all the icons that I had to cancel on, hoping to get you rescheduled. And uh, Rodney, excited to be back on this show. And uh, we met at shareholders and now we get to hang out a little bit and get to know you. Exciting. Thanks for having me. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if I should break smile because you mentioned a natural gas explosion, but I'm so glad you're okay. And I'm glad I'm okay too. Just took me wow. a couple of days. Uh, you know, I had to do some doctor appointments and obviously uh, my hair was singed. So my first call was 911. My second call was my hairdresser. And That's I lost about six inches of hair. But other than that, you know, I have very little blistering. You can see it's a little shiny because it's healing, um, but very little blistering and uh, only first degree burns. And EMT showed up thinking I was going to be dead. And they're like, I don't know how you got away with this. I was like, honestly, me either. But we're rolling with it. Uh, took a couple days off and uh, happy to be back and, um, you know, able to be, <laughs> be on camera still. Yes. Uh, that's what I was a little worried about. But uh, Rami, Super excited to have you. Uh, first interview back. Uh, glad to have you. I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, why don't we start off with a little bit of background about you? Who are you? Where are you from? What market are you in now? And uh, off camera, we were talking about how crazy this industry is and why anybody would want to be a real estate agent. So, you know, tell us your story. Why would you want to be one? Cool. So it's definitely not one I've rehearsed, but I've definitely gotten used to telling it. So I appreciate <laughs> you asking. Um, I am the second, Rodney Martin Waits II. I was named after my father. I was born in a northern town in Albertville, Alabama. If you don't hear from it, and especially if like you have to where you had a waitress, waiter's job and a oh, bartender job at one point, and you kind of just told everybody Birmingham because that's the only thing they knew. That's how you can know. But uh, I moved out of there when I was roughly eight to 10 years old. Father passed when I was very, very young. My mother moved us over here to the beautiful Emerald Coast of Florida. That's going to be along the lines of Destin, Navarre Beach, Pensacola, Panama City Beach, all those areas that like Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee and everybody in local proximity visits to. Mm -hmm. Loved every minute of it since I've been here. Went to high school here. Just went and got an associate's degree because I found out college wasn't really for me. And I started a journey of entrepreneurialism. And I have done a lot. When I tell you I've owned eight different businesses, I'm telling you the truth. And not every single one of them were a success. And I only sold two for a profit. But I did it because I was just searching for a way to kind of just figure out people and to just figure out what my niche was of like how I could provide what I wanted to provide. And 
doing that, I kind of stumbled into a lot of things that most people do when they go into entrepreneurialism. I kind of had my setbacks and falls and I learned a lot. Like I went through some traumas and I definitely had some times where I was as a business owner feeling like I was lost on an island, if you will, like a lot of agents feel and uh, ran into real estate because my stepfather called me one day and he said, hey, you've been working construction now for a year or so. I know that you're not scared of hard work. I'm telling you that me and your mother are doing extremely well in the real estate space. I want you to come and work for me. The background story was him and I weren't always on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I had two stepfathers and he was the second one. And uh, to this day, we still have a great relationship, but it started off rocky. And I got that call and I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't know about that. And he says, well, uh, you could sell a woman in white gloves, a ketchup popsicle, and I need you to come over to my you know, company. <laughs> I have not heard that one. Little did I know. Well, remember, you know, I said I was from Alabama, so maybe that's where it came from. <laughs> I but heard, little, you know, sell an ice cube to an Eskimo, but yes, in white gloves, a ketchup popsicle. Okay. Keep going, Rodney. Little I remember that know, one. That is nothing to do with what real estate is about. And I actually took him up on it, started my real estate journey with a family owned brokerage. The only thing that he did was he literally took out a name, Equity and Trust Realty Incorporated. He was working for a builder, doing massively successful, making like, you know, six figures. And he was putting a lot of his stuff back and he was building into this one company where his stepson was the face of it. So I knew nothing about real estate. I was running around. I was taking all these different you know, trainings and learning sales and going and networking. And I had a phone underneath my like hand 24 seven, promoting myself, talking about how I was Rod the realtor. That was my way of standing out and being unique. And uh, it built and built. And here we are five, six years later, I decided to join EXP because I hit that point of the potential where I knew that I wanted to go and grow with a company that was going to fit my needs to be innovative and to be value driven. And here I am. So, Ronnie, you know, you went over, worked work for family. You said that relationship was already rocky. So, mm-hmm. you know, how were you introduced to EXP and how did it go, uh, you know, breaking up with your stepdad's brokerage? So that's a really good question. I get asked that quite a bit. And, you know, you got to think like working with family, it, it comes with a lot of different strings attached. You know, a lot of people think that you shouldn't involve your personal life with your business life. And I'm telling you right now, if you're considering being a realtor, if you're considering being a high producing realtor, it's going to come down to where you have to do that. Mm-hmm. But with me, it was really hand in hand. And every single day I was an owner of the company and I was on a really, really high split. And I was doing a lot of great things to try to bring in some innovation into the company. But it just turned out, you know, it was only rocky when I left because we had built that model on me taking care of a certain side of the brokerage, like on me actually actively working to provide a lot of my value in that company. And when it was gone, they had to pivot. They had to re-strategize and they had to restructure like most of us do. Absolutely. And, you know, it it is tough and like breaking up with with somebody that's, like you said, tying business with family it makes it tough, man. So um, <clears throat> like coming over to EXP, you saw the model. There were some great things over here. Um, entrepreneurial wise, it is the right decision. It just makes sense uh, to make this jump. So that being said, Ronnie, now that you're over here, what do you love about EXP that maybe you didn't expect? Because they've got, you know, stock options, collaboration, rev share. So what have you really fallen in love with about EXP that maybe you didn't know about? With the XP, for one, like you mentioned, you know, with everything you did, there's there's a lot to love. Right. I mean, yes, there's a ton of things that kind of piqued my interest in the very beginning. But the real thing that I've learned to fall in love with is the fact that you can leverage so many successful resources 
that it would take a very, very, very long time to build with your own separate company. I love that you can act as though you can grow a business and not have that broker liability. Like you've seen before, you know, when I was talking, I've always had this need to want to go and work for myself. Like I just, I tried it in so many different ways and I wasn't scared of work and I did a lot of different types of work. But with this, I feel like I'm truly in control of my business. And although I'm underneath a very successful global brand, I feel like I can actually create my own footprint as an agent as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Rodney, you know, you're so busy. You We talked a little off camera again about, um, you know, how entrepreneurial you've been and owned eight businesses and that you've got a girlfriend and she's got a little one. And oh, yeah. there's just there's so much going on, uh, personal, professional, everything in between. So how do you take care of yourself? How do you uh, balance the what seems like a 24 seven job of being a real estate agent and um, you know, personal life, work, how do you chase this work-life balance that everybody talks about? So really it was a very, very hard process to start, to start, but it's an ongoing process that I've learned to accept that that's just what it is. It's a process. Every single day I take care of myself by being mindful of what I eat. I take care of myself by being mindful of what I put into my mind. And that includes something as, you know, minute as not watching horror movies before I go to bed or something as like, don't eat a certain type of carbs after 10 or 11 o'clock because you're waking up. I think up you can watch horror movies before bed if you have enough time to squeeze in a cartoon. Exactly. Right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Like right after to make like sure right you're okay after, mentally. Like not even Scooby-Doo, because that's still a little scary, but like, you know, like that's a it. really good, like feel good cartoon. Well, we watched a thriller last night. My stepbrother's visiting right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we watched a thriller. And then after that, I had to watch an episode of How I Met Your Mother, because I was <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to bed on that cue. So yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, the, that's the secret recipe. But keep going, Rodney. No, that's good. It's funny. You can relate to that. But it's um, it, it's an ongoing process to where like I wake up really early so that I can spend some time with myself. Like, you know, you see a lot of stuff that people are doing as like influencers and, you know, big people that have digital brands. And they talk about like cold showers and breathing techniques and changing your state and being in control of your first part of your day so that you can be head first on the rest part of your day with the focus that you need. And I'm all in. I'm 100 percent in with that. I literally took a cold shower this morning. Then I took my vitamins. Then I went on a walk. And then when I got back from my walk, I did pull ups and then I worked out and then I came here. And I'm just being able to you know, engage with that right amount of energy without having to worry about like what the rest of my day or even the rest of my week is going to look like because I'm engaged with the moment. So that's a big thing that I do to keep myself in this process going is I stay focused on what I can do right now. I'm not really someone who is anxious and I don't have a lot of ways that I feel fear for the future because I'm trying to control everything I can right now. So aside from being mindful and taking care of my body and taking care of my mind, I like to spend time with those people you mentioned. Like my girlfriend is the opposite of me. She is very relaxed. She is very balanced. She is very just like much in tune with her purpose, which is being a great mom that like I have to learn balance. And I'm like taking time inside of a sales call where I'm actually texting her that I love her and I'll be home soon. And then I'm getting to where I'm at my next appointment and I'm actually calling her on the way. Like it's, there's a balance. You've just got to learn to be more engaged with putting focus on it. And that's, that's what I do every day. Yeah. And it's, it matters who you surround yourself with, right? Like, cause you said you're not a very anxious person, but if you were partnered up with an anxious person, you know, that's a little contagious sometimes. So uh, to have somebody so balanced and, you know, willing to work with that crazy life of being a realtor. I mean, 
Yeah. You got it down, Rodney. Well, we'll see. Like I said, it's it's <laughs> it, it's ongoing for sure. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's I don't know. Gary Vaynerchuk mentions it a thousand times. Like you've got to fall in love with the process. And I was just having a conversation with Meg this morning, and I said, you know. I have to admit that I don't think that there's ever a point where like Rodney Waits is going to reach to where like passive income pays for everything he does. And then he's just off building content for the world. I said, I'm always going to want to challenge myself. I'm always going to want to have some chase in that part of my day and in that part of my life. And she just kind of smirked at me and was like, I know I've known that. And I'm like, well, I'm just kind of hitting this realization. So give me some credit. <laughs> but yeah. You're like, be happy for me. Okay. I know right. you see it. All right. Yeah. Girls catch them a little quicker. Okay, yes. the guys, the guys are a little lagged, but they get there. We are. I'll give you that. This is your show. They Won't say it. anything much. And you know, and if it was her idea and she brought it up to you, you'd be like, "What?" You know, mm-hmm. we gotta let it be your your guys' own ideas. So um, she's got it down. Good for you. Said her name was Meg. Megan. Yep. Good for Megan. We yeah. love to see it. And I want you to know, this guy literally, we have shareholders. He passed on going to Universal Studios because he didn't want to do something that Megan and her son would love without them. Yep. How cute is that? That's, you know, that's, that's somebody who cares about that balance and those relationships. So I love that. Nice. And um, Ronnie, you are on the icon podcast. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the icon award. Sure. Uh, so in your market, about how many houses do you have to sell to cap? What's that average home price? Um, what's that process look like for you? We don't have to talk big exact numbers. Just give us a, an idea and outline. Sure. Yeah. So, so for me, like with the average price point of where I was, and then I kind of moved into was anywhere from around 350 to around 475. And that's kind of where my actual number stayed. And I believe that was 15 to 18 transactions to get to where I could, the point of cap, because I was actually in partial deals with my team as well. And that's a big reason I even hit icon. So where I moved from the market I started in, which was Navarre beach, where I mentioned before that I actually moved from Alabama that was a market that was more focused on average price point of around like 385. And now I'm in a market to where it's more like 549, 600. So it's like a complete difference, but it's only just an hour east up the road. Absolutely. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that's just, it's a good uh, question to ask, just kind of gauge where everyone's at. Because yep. I forgot who I talked to the other day, but the market they're in, they only need to sell three homes to cap. That's amazing. And see, 10 minutes from the where I'm at now, because I'm kind of just gradually moving toward it. Mm-hmm. That is 100% true for over there, too, because 30A has got some really luxury vacation homes. And it would be great to have three or four of those allow you to cap, mm-hmm. which is good. But, you know, I've had mostly a lot of times to where I've helped first time home buyers and mm-hmm. helped people that were wanting to have, you know, their their secondary home to where they could rent out their primary home. Like I'm more in helping the beginning stages because yeah. I've created so many systems to be able to help other agents empower themselves to help them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, just being able to um, like the first time homebuyer thing and maybe people that are in a little bit of a smaller price range. And, um, you know, some people kind of sneeze or turn their nose up to that. And here's the thing. When you're done capping and you just need transactions, a transaction is a transaction. Hello. And um, maybe it takes a little more effort or maybe it's not as big of a commission cut for you. But at the same time, you know, when you are getting ready to hit your year mm-hmm. and you are a transaction away, you're going to wish you helped that first time home buyer or somebody with a smaller price point. And uh, I just don't think icons, especially being role models in EXP, I just don't think you guys are um, 
in a position to say no, you know, be those, be those leaders and, um, you know, keep up the reputation for EXP's icons because they're the best of the best. And that's who people want to work with. Yeah. That's it's funny you mentioned that because I found out what I actually wanted for a year. I didn't have a whole grasp of until I even got to the shareholders event. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was like, uh, you know, that you're top two to 3% in the company. I'm like, whoa, okay. Cool. Yeah. I know. We're like, we're going to get a special breakfast. And, yeah, we had the uh, you're the best. I was like passing the cards out, like, hey, connect with me. And I found like 12 to 13 referral partners and followed up with all of them. So it was, it was really powerful. And that goes with that leadership I told you. Like, I need things that move forward. And I feel like EXP is growing exponentially and it's 100% not going to stop. And, you know, I think Glenn or Jason maybe said, I think there's only 2,400 icons. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, there will be more uh, mm -hmm. as we as we keep going. But still, uh, you know, they're changing the whole process with with the Icon Award and how that cultural commitment is going to be counted for now, um, mm -hmm. making it a little more a little more complex uh, to complete, which makes it an even more elite status. And uh, right. that being said, Rodney, you know, before I need to study the point system a little more before we start diving into that. So for the sake of simplicity, um, let's talk about what you do for cultural commitment normally. You know, you could be a mentor, uh, you can teach an EXP world, you can even vet other icons. So what route do you take for that? So the cultural requirement that I wanted to do is to join the EXP con and then join the shareholders event for the half part. And then the other, I'm doing six classes right now. And it's uh, in regards to growing a team and creating leverage. Mm -hmm. So right now, that's the cultural requirement that I chose. I mean, of course, you get the immediate that you join for like the icon status and all that. At first, I haven't partake into the point system. Like you said, it's new, but I love the cultural requirement. Like I got to get on there and I got to like literally teach a class in my first class. You know, only like 15, 18 people showed up. But you got to think like that's something that gets recorded on the third time, I believe it is. And then you can just reutilize that and you can go back and tweak and refine how you can make it better. And you can invite people that are agents looking at EXP to come in with a guest pass. Like it's very powerful. And it's something yeah. I was excited to do. And I used it for that purpose is to be able to educate everybody inside of EXP, which would hopefully be looking for it, but also invite other agents that can view it too. And you would be surprised how many um, undercover agents there are out there. I actually met a few at shareholders because mm -hmm. um, we had this whole mission to get some selfies going yeah. um, with people at EXP and our shareholders. And they were like, hey, um, I'll, I'll take a selfie with you, but don't post this because I haven't broken up with my broker yet. Yeah, I know. Well, interesting that you're here. Glad to have you per, uh, you know, per usual. EXP is all about that. But, you know, when you're teaching out in the EXP world, you never know who is coming in and using that knowledge and um, looking to you. And we had talked earlier about, you know, that passive income. And although you don't think you'll get to that point where, you know, you've got that recurring income coming in every month, uh, it's quite possible to do with building that downline and um, the agents that are coming over and watching those and uh, thinking they can relate to you watching podcasts like this. So um, it's exciting, even though I know even if you were making you know, $80,000 a month, you probably still would be out there chasing a hustle, Rodney. Want more. Um, yeah. I already, I can already pick it up from your entre entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's very possible uh, looking at people like, you know, Elizabeth Riley and some other, you know, living, living legends with EXP that have just built an incredible downline. And uh, it's, it's a very cool thing here. And Ronnie, there are some benefits that come with the uh, icon award. Like you get your, the opportunity to earn your cap back in stock. 
Yes. So you get a little chunk of that for iconing in general. Then you have to go to EXPCon shareholders and make sure you fulfill that cultural commitment to yep. obtain the rest of it. So, and you get a big shiny glass trophy. And like you said, you know, you get these special events from EXP and um, building a referral network and all kinds of cool stuff. So that being said, what's your favorite part about being an icon agent, what benefit of iconing makes you say, man, I got to do this again next year and next year. Like this always has to be on my list of goals. I work for my brokerage for free. Mm -hmm. I do. I literally got to the point to where I saw that that way. And when someone said it, it was just like a mind blowing thing for me. And I was like, that is a brokerage that's willing to make it profitable to where they can actually sustain this amount of innovation, but also agent centric to where they can reward you to be able to be incentivized every single year. Like that was something that I had to come to grips with. And I was like, if I get my cat back in stock, that stock could be worth X amount of dollars in 10 years. And I could will that stock over. I could be able to have to where I could use that stock if it's not in a vesting period. That was something I dove head first in. And I was like, this is a no brainer. Like if I could go and work for somebody that's got a major corporation and then go and turn around and the money I paid them every single time on my W-2 got to where I could use it for stock. Like it just, you know, just think about that with a normal business model. It would not work. And the innovation behind this company is the reason that I actually partnered with them. And it just goes to say, I work for free, 100%. That's so cool as as an independent contractor. And, you know, think about all the money that you've left on the table with previous brokerages or, um, you know, the people out there that are still with uh, competitors. I would, I would, uh, like to challenge you to go to your broker and ask them how you can earn your cap back um, because good luck with that conversation. I know. I don't don't really think that's going to work out for you. I mean, yeah, Um, other brokerages are going to have that incentive to possibly partner with them and even give you like an upfront bonus, but that bonus is going to tie you to that company for X amount of years. mm -hmm. And why would you want to do that when you can go and hit a hundred percent cap? And like we talked about, you know, five to let's say, 12, 15 deals, no matter what market you're in. And then you can go and just keep your money and the amount that's paid in, you know that you can earn back if you just continue to sell. You just have to continue to sell and the way that they scale it and the way that they build it just makes sense. I mean, I was able to hit Icon with sharing like nine of my deals last year. I ended up with a total of 48 transactions and 17.3 in volume. And I did that with nine of those transactions partnered with agents on my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And like these are tools that EXP has to offer you as well. I had um, somebody refer to it as because usually I'm like, wow, coming on to EXP is like drinking water out of a fire hose. And he's yeah. like, you want to let me correct you. He's like, it's like a cruise ship. Right. He's like, and there are so many amenities to choose from that are all going on at the same time. You just have to choose which is best for you, your personality and like your your work mindset. And right. I was like, Okay, you're right. Because on a cruise ship, you know, they've got an all-you-can-eat brunch at 10 o'clock. They've got yoga on the front deck at 10 o'clock. And they've got this show at 10 o'clock. And you have to pick which one you want to go to. I mean, you can't do it all all at once. That's right. You can't. And I I love that analogy he made. And um, I will continue to use it like that. Because coming over to EXP can be overwhelming. But it's also um, even more exciting. Yeah, it's, it's very overwhelming. And I'll say that up front to anyone, but it's overwhelming because it's progressive. It's overwhelming because it's something that you've needed for probably the entire time you've been in business, or even if you're brand new to business, 
to where you just have to learn it. And then once you learn it, you can fixate on it and create your own systems on how to use it. And they've already done half the work for you. If someone's going to do the heavy lifting for me and all I got to do is show up to get to the gym, then I'm going to do it. That's right. That's right. And speaking of, uh, you know, coming over and um, everything can be overwhelming, you know, let's talk about some rookies or maybe um, some first time EXP agents coming over. They see this awesome icon award. They're like, okay, you know, the, the legends are doing this. I want to do this. Is that something possible that they can achieve in their first year? What tools should they be um, leaning into? What common mistakes should they be running away from? You know, let's talk iconing as as a newbie love it so i actually will put myself in the conversation because this was as of last february my first year with exp awesome. and i did icon and Congratulations. I that. that's super cool rock it's cool because i was like i gotta you know like you hear people talk about dream boards and writing their goals and i'm the kind of guy that literally has like my goals written out and they're in my wallet and i want to make sure that i can focus like i gotta i heard this thing one time to where it was like either uh tony robbins mentor or it was someone else. And it was just basically like, if you didn't have your goals written down, then they could tell you how much money they had in your bank account. And that was something that really stuck with me. And I built this board out and I did it like four or five years ago. And I always wanted to be able to sell, let's just say a $1.4 million house. Well, check that off because I sold one for 1.78. And that was a part of my icon first year journey with EXP. Let's say it was another one where it was like build a business of 10 agents. Well, check that off because I've got 17 that I've actually brought into the company in just the past year. And those are all personal. Those are all like literally me pulling them in, not them going out and build a business. It actually is something that you've got to plug into where you can help them with the systems you use to where you can go get them to build business too. But something as a first year icon, I would say is like understand what it is to leverage the things that you don't want to take too much time on in order for you to do what's really profitable in order for you to do income producing activities. So like leverage is obviously something that you know very well and that the company you work for very well does and helps people <laughs> We do. preach leverage. Preach. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't really understand it until I got into EXP and I was like, okay, if somebody literally just handed me all the tools to do something, but there's just too much for me to do at one time, I was like, who's going to be the best at doing this? So if you're a new agent or even if you're just new to EXP, I would recommend you find out like just based on a piece of paper, like what is it activities of a real estate agent? Because if you're literally sitting there and you're busy all the time, but you're not productive, then you have no activity. There's nothing going on to increase your business. So I thought about it and I had to have a hard conversation with myself. Actually, in fact, on my podcast that I have, and it's for personal development and it's uh, mental health awareness, I literally titled it an interview with myself. And that stemmed from a lot of what I learned with real estate, because once you sit down and say, oh, man, I can input the listings, but I just I really hate rearranging photos or man, I can rearrange photos, but I just really don't want to do the listing description or, oh, wow, I can really go put this entire thing together. But when it comes to marketing it and putting it on Facebook Messenger and putting it on Marketplace and putting it on all these different little like social mediums, I want somebody to help with that. Or maybe I need Canva graphics and thumbnails, like all of that stuff. I started to write out what I wasn't great at. And I doubled down on what I was really good at, which was having conversations. I'm a closer. I'm through and through a closer, but it's because of the fact that I'm actually listening. I always tell my team last year, I said, what's the first rule of sales? I said, what's the number one rule of sales? And whoever's watching this may kind of disagree because there's like car sales and other types, but what's the number one rule in real estate sales? care. That's it. Once you care, you can adequately listen. 
Once you adequately listen, you can formulate why there's a problem and offer a solution. So I got really good at making the really dumbed down things as a realtor leveraged. So like, for example, I like talking for sale by owners and providing them my agent resume and letting them know what I could do better and maybe even net them more. What I didn't like is making the phone calls to them and setting them up. So I put somebody on my team in charge of only doing that three hours a day and they would get me two to three appointments a week. And I would have a closing ratio of two out of those three going into listing. So it was like something I got immediately. And I was like, okay, that's working. Now green light, find another one. And I kept doing that with every part of my business. I have to have three meaningful conversations per day on Facebook Messenger, by call or by any kind of like, let's say, email or whatever kind of startup or in person. Like if I don't have three meaningful conversations a day that have nothing to do with real estate, then I feel like I'm going to fall behind on how I can have that balance we talked about. So if I have for sale by owners leverage, I have expires leverage, I have the ability to get all the ways I need to auto populate my listings leverage. I'm having three meaningful conversations a day and I'm providing a live once a week or I have a making an impact podcast every single weekend. Now I'm getting to the point to where I'm doing everything I love to do. And then the things I'm not as great at, which I don't love to do, let's just be honest, there's things like that in your business. I have people that are really capable of it and excel at it, doing it with a smile on their face. Because mm-hmm. if you have people in place, like let's just say employees for like, you know, your regular nine to fives, you're going to have eventually to where they tire out and they burn out. The people that I choose to go and put in these positions, I make sure that they're ready and they have a fire in them and they will go and they will turn over because, you know, it's not that they burn out, but it's that they have to scale and go to their next point of where they can be valuable. So that's something that I did. And I did it in every single way of creating just normal real estate business. And it was really successful. Love that. That's awesome. And you know, that, that consistency that you've, you've kept with it and, you know, um, breaking it down, you know, small goals will help get you there as long as you're hitting them every day, three meaningful conversations, easy to do. Sometimes they take a lot of energy, but three is a small number that converts to much bigger things. That's right. And in order to get to those three, you're not messaging 40. You're literally pinpointing a person that you actually want to listen to. And they're like, wow, Rodney checked in with me. I wonder if I should tell him about the guy that's buying a house at work. Of course I should. At the end of that conversation, they're like, hey, man, I'm glad you called. I was just thinking about you last week. I got this friend. He's interested in buying. He just joined. They moved him from Vermont, but he's over here now. And I don't know if he'd be able to buy pre-approved two weeks later. Awesome. And it's just something that you get from doing something that you love to do. And it comes with balance, too. So I found that that's really, really good. And a lot of the teammates that I've had and the people I brought into the business, they found it to be extremely productive as well. Absolutely. Rookies, newbies, jot that down. Um, If you feel like, you know, you relate to Rodney, you've got the same entrepreneurial mindset, of course, feel free to reach out to him. EXP is super excited to talk to people. We mentioned it earlier, whether they're uh, with the brokerage or not, uh, I think everybody's going to end up over here eventually just because that's the model. Success leaves breadcrumbs. Look at the big players over here uh, that have been leaving their brokerages, um, whether it was somebody else's, a big name brand competitor of ours or their own, their own baby that they've built. And um, Rodney, for my final question, I guess it's like a two-part question, really. Um, Were you ever skeptical of EXP when you were looking to make the move? Like it was too good to be true kind of thing. I love this question. Absolutely. I talked to like 18 different people before I joined this because like I mentioned before, I was very, very open-minded, if you will. 
And I was a part of a ton of network marketing opportunities because I was like, wow, if I'm used the product, I'm introduced the product. And a lot of people get that rap that this is kind of something that reminds them of that. And I would employ you to honestly talk to other people in the business. We are really one big fire. And like, it's funny because like this company turns cliches to truth. Like I've literally seen that there's so many different forms of leadership here that allowed me to see past what I was skeptical of. And once I actually seen past it by meeting the people, I now realized I was attacking the process and not the people. Right. So that's something that really was a very key thing for me. And I would recommend you to literally reach out, talk to the people that have become successful with the company, but not the people that have become successful with the company for the reason that you fear joining it. The Mm -hmm. people that have become successful with the company by just doing business, because that's what we do first. We do business and a lot of it. That's right. And Rodney, you know, um, you kind of got into the topic, but what else would you say to somebody that's looking at making the jump over to EXP or maybe even go back in time and uh, talk to yourself, right? When you were like, oh gosh, I don't, you know, there's a lot at risk here, relationships and, um, you know, current pending deals, all this stuff. And then of course there's the bad things in the industry, like don't go over to EXP, they're a pyramid scheme, they're a cult, don't drink the Kool-Aid. So what would you say to somebody that is, um, you know, hearing all these things, but they see the greener grass. I hate that it sounds so, um, you know, short, you know, quick mm-hmm. answered, but it's people follow people. People don't usually follow companies. And there's enough people here that you can actually see that that's what makes us a strong company. And I think that Glenn accepts that. And that's why he actually sees it to be so agent focused is because of the fact he wants to empower you. So just notice The fact that you're not only looking at people that are building a business, you're looking at people that are actually excelling in their lives. Start to watch other people and don't worry about the naysayers because they're actually probably the ones that are questioning the value and the worth of their own life. They're questioning the value of the opportunity that's at hand for themselves. So I would say if you're really skeptical and you're looking at this as one of those things, do as much research as you can. Do whatever it takes to get it to where you feel comfortable with taking the next step. And taking the next step sometimes can be just as simple as like talking to somebody like me. Figure out, do you collaborate well with somebody who wants to seek growth in every aspect of their life? Someone who wants to be closer to God, someone who wants to put family ahead of all of the future potential success, because that's what we all claim we work for anyways, is spending time with family but yet we have all these moments to where we're not enjoying what we're doing and we're being taken away from the things we claim to work for. We just got to get real. We got to have that internal conversation with ourselves to say that I'm scared of the opportunity. There's some moving parts with it, but all in all, is it going to be worth getting me to my goal? And the answer is usually yes. Absolutely. Um, well, Rami, I think it's been an awesome, awesome episode. I told you about 20 minutes, but um, we had some good conversation. So we're about 15 minutes over. Uh, Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, You know, obviously that was, that was a great note to wrap up on. Is there (laughs) anything that you don't want to leave left unsaid um, to anybody watching, whether that be icons or um, people checking out the company or whoever is listening right now? Honestly. Yeah. It's um, I was there too. I think that the opportunity of being a part of something different is just what that is. It's something that you could see as an opportunity or you could see it as something that other people are trying to get you to fear and other people are trying to become a part of because of a fad. I mean, this is your journey. I would say that in the event that you're looking to move here and you're wanting to icon like 
realize something that's actually rewarding you. I mean, we're in a business to where at any point there could be other people such as competitors that would probably come out with things that would make you close to obsolete without an actual powerful brand and vision and values that match what you're doing to make you love what you're doing. Why are you even having the toss up of being in this industry? There's something that I would say that I literally have feared my whole life and that would be change. And there's a lot of change coming with EXP. So I would recommend that if you're actually considering the company, get on board and get ready to be uncomfortable because that uncomfortability is going to get you to have a lot of success in your life and you're going to feel true fulfillment. And that's what I've found success is about. That's why I'm in love with the journey. And if you're wanting to fall in love with the journey with EXP, then you'll definitely have to keep that in mind. Right on. High risk comes with high reward. And that's something that's a hill I will die on. <laughs> I'm there. Well, Rodney, thank you so much for your time. Are you going to be at EXPCon? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, cool. so, uh, requirement, number one. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is a requirement to get some I'll of your stuff there. back. So, um, but you'd be surprised how many icons are like, it's not worth it. And I'm like, but the relationships, everything, you get to do all that for free. Other people are paying right out of pocket. So yeah. anyway, um, I will catch up with you. That's in October and that'll come quicker than we expect. So um, Rodney, let's plan on meeting up when we're out there. And other than that, don't be a stranger. Let me know if you need anything or if you're ever interested in doing a spinoff episode. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you just for giving me this time and this platform to be able to share some of my experience. Uh, T-shirt that's from my own podcast. I love for your support in that just to be able to say. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I feel I like, you know, this is your this podcast is t-shirt, Rodney. Come on. It's podcast really t-shirt. No, I'm, I'm going back to Justin. I need podcast t-shirts. Perfect. Get it. <laughs> welcome, Justin. Rodney, thank you so much for your time. Um, We'll talk to you soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And talk to you soon. Sounds good. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.